Hey everybody, welcome to Storytime with Max and John. I'm John. And I'm Max. We have a really cool episode today for you guys with Paul Besh. He's a retired touring musician, a father, and a current owner of a really sick uh, studio called Quiet Country Audio. Uh, He has a lot of cool bands come through there and they record music and they also record video. It's live uh, recordings of video footage and music. And uh, yeah, you can find all that stuff on YouTube. It's pretty cool, actually. Uh, My band back in the day did it, the traditional, which is... uh It's pointing at the traditional stuff. There's only one. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Actually, I had a lot of fun with this one. This was a a lot of fun. I I always have fun, but this one, you know... uh, He's just got so many stories. He's got a lot. Well, because he was a, he was what a touring musician for like twenty years, fifteen years, something like that. He started real young. Yeah, he was so, like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> he was not touring when he was eleven. No, but he was a mute. Yeah, yeah. Um, he started <laughs> he touring like, when he was young, and he did it for a while. And he had some really cool, really cool tours. Actually, uh, a lot of stories, a lot of stuff I didn't know about him. Um, so that it's it's a really uh, interesting, fun, funny, crazy episode, you know? Uh, yeah. Actually, it he came in with a list and then didn't and even didn't use it. look at the list. Yeah. Nope. He, we started talking and all these Everything. all these other stories just popped in his head. So we just kind of went with it, you know? Yeah. No, it was good. It was a good uh, good little chit-chat. A lot of, a lot of tour stuff. A lot of fun. Like, I think it's it's a lot of cool tour stuff that you don't think about. On like a if a regular person wouldn't think about right yeah a normal a, a civilian he actually uh, was talking a little bit too about um, he had a big part in the documentary for Mohawk Place before it reopened I thought that was a lot that was pretty interesting I I saw that video it was really good but yeah he's a super smart dude very funny charismatic and yeah. That is a good. I I think I, I haven't seen that Mohawk thing all the way through, but I've seen parts of it, and it's it's kind of cool to see. It's like, oh, this was the person who did that. You know, like you kind of put the face to the yeah, project yeah. situation. And it's it's crazy too. Uh, there's a lot of people I know in that, but then he's right. Like Paul mentioned, you know, one of the things about him doing this that uh, documentary was, you know, the last 15 years, me and him have taken a yeah. part of that as far as playing and going to shows and all this other stuff and then he was like but there was you know there's 20 years 30 years before yeah. we even got involved what, i think mohawk was like 1990 to 2012 the original yeah i think so that's crazy so it's uh it puts it puts things in perspective so a lot of history in those walls oh yeah on those walls look at the stickers <laughs> <laughs> what'd you do today what i do today yeah i worked a little bit. I went on a walk because I was going to go to the gym, but then I didn't have time to go to the gym. They so didn't just, have the pizza. They didn't have the pizza. No. So I just did a brisk There's little, no point. little neighborhood walk. I don't like walking in the neighborhood. I feel like people are looking at me through like their, it's this, I don't know. I have, do you go on walks? Are you a walker? Every, well, you go on walks with a dog. Right. Every but you night we take the dog for a walk after it cools down. I think, I guess it's like that makes more sense than just somebody going on a walk who isn't like 60. Like, just doing a neighborhood walk, you know? Like, I think people just look at me and they're like, he's up to something. Well, they're like, there's a 
giant walking down the street right yeah. now. Yeah, and I'm like, wearing like a, my old like camp shirt, so it's just red. <laughs> so I'm just a beacon <laughs> in short shorts. Yeah, <laughs> just like well, okay, this guy, what's he doing? I also I decided uh, today I was gonna start because I never really learned how to run because I was never athletic. No, no, no. Like I know how to run, but like I don't know how to run properly. So like you don't hurt your legs or stuff like that. If that makes any sense, I guess. Like I know how to run in the sense like I understand the concept of running, but I don't know <laughs> one leg after the other <laughs> just quickly. But like I don't know how to run for like exercise, you know, okay. like endurance yeah. or like just in general. So I decided today was going to be that day. So I walked to the park near my house and <laughs> I ran for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like halfway through the park and I was just like, oh, I'm not breathing. <laughs> I, ju- I could hear myself wheezing over like over the po- over the music I was listening to. And then I was just like walking semi defeatedly back through the park to like where I started. Yeah. Prof- I wasn't sweating before just profusely wet you're like i can feel my heartbeat in my earlobes oh uh, my dude I, there was a moment i was like i'm gonna pass out i'm gonna pass out i'm gonna pass out i'm gonna have a heart attack i'm gonna die oh boy here it goes that's why i don't want the apple watch i don't want to be like whoa but uh yeah turns out i'm not built for that you're quite literally built for the opposite I, you're supposed to sit i lay down yeah not a runner not a runner and also Vans. I don't know if you do this, but Vans are terrible running shoes. I think I read about that in a book. It's called Don't Use Vans for Running. That's exactly what it's uh, It was awful. It was, I don't <laughs> recommend it. Three minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm going to run for like 10 minutes. It'll be sick. And then three minutes. I was like, Ugh! Dude, I used to run all the time. And then I grew up. And now I just will never run again. Oh, I think like if you don't stay with like i if i ran as a child it would have been one thing like if i consistently right. ran but it's like i've just never done it like i walk fast like that's <laughs> my found running. The need for it i didn't know i was like why do i need to get there quickly <laughs> like i'm okay i have a bike for that i have Ex- rollerblades for that exactly. i have a scooter for that i have a thing that goes beep beep and then i get into it and i drive no there's no point in running i don't recommend it if you run don't you heard it here first. Don't. Enjoy the show. Don't, Don't forget to like and subscribe. You were pissing me on green every <laughs> day. That yeah. big ball of heat in the sky was too much. I, I thought there was a bear. Reality goes, yeah, fresco. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to, welcome to story, time. story time. Story time. This has been a learning experience for sure. I know. We're I finally know it well, in bro. Like, the pocket, though. Yeah, 100%. So. That was like QCA stuff, dude. It was like, I did it with DeLuca. It took, you know, four or five years and 40 sessions to the point where like band walks in. We all say, what's up? I turn my back. I set up Pro Tools. I turn around. DeLuca goes, cameras are set up. Mike, like, But that's why when he moved and he left, it was like, do I want to... You know, it took four years to foster that groove, and it's yeah. like, do I want to start from zero? I'm happy I did. I love Brett, Brett. was doing it, though, wasn't he? Yeah, it's just me. It's like, he's all about it. It's just me. I'm just busy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, you're a dad. Dad, two jobs. Dude, you're dadding blows. so hard. Two jobs. One of them's the studio, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You've been pretty busy with that? 
Uh, less busy since my new job, but still busy. Like, yeah. I it was kind of like uh, like I actually had three songs come out today that I did, which is dope. Oh, okay. Who with who? Uh, we were blank, kind of like a modern baseball Blink One Eighty Two type band. They're f-ing awesome. Okay, love them. Um, Black. Oh, I love Gato Black, dude. I didn't realize so he did his record with you. So dope, dude. He sent me. He sent me the whole thing when it's he so posted dope. that first one. I was like. How do I hear the rest of this? All right. And he was like, here. And I was like, this is fucking dope, dude. Yeah. This and he's is so like, sick. he's like pure New Jersey post hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you can like tell it's, but time it's is, awesome. No, it is. It's like, I don't want, it's not predictable. That's not the right word, but it's like two notes and I know what's going to happen and I yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, and then the new Hotel Etiquette, uh, the last of the, we did three songs and then nice. you kind of like spaced them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard those yet, but they're good. It's totally, we, that was one where he came to me and was like, you know, how what, let's get weird. How weird can we get? And it's like, well, what are you thinking? He's like, no, no guitar or like, no, like, no heavy guitar. No. So the whole point of this whole EP was like, a lot of Mike's stuff is like, boo boo, gaba boo boo, gaba yeah. boo, and heavy guitars. Yeah. So it's like, the songs cannot have that, no matter what. He's putting himself, can't have that. Taking himself out of his comfort zone. A hundred, as much as yeah. possible. So That's there's awesome. like, I made him play keys. We used, you know, cushions for percussion tons of finger snaps he put the like the noise when you get a text in the one song in between verse and chorus so yeah he just crushed it i was like dude this yeah, is like I it was that. a it was a true like outward growth and expression of art which is like you know yeah a lot of bands played safe it's so cool I, I was proud of him for that it's it cool really to good. see it is really cool to see it like where he's come dude it's awesome too. because like Panamento was its own thing. This is so different. Like musically, it's not super different because it, I you mean, see it's the still connection. him writing. Yeah, it's right. still him writing, and that's what he was doing for Panamento. He wrote all that shit. Right. So like, you get that still that same vibe, but you could just see how much he's matured. And then even like him trying to stand out of the box of like what he's you know, you know used to. So. Yeah, and that's what I mean. These three songs, like he just dropped the last one today, yeah. is like. It's a mile outside the box. It's like, That's how awesome. far can I go? And how far? Like, I finished it and I sent it to a couple of people, and I'm like, what genre is this? Like, what is this? And everybody was like, I don't know. And like, <laughs> the joy of like sending like those texts, he's just like, yeah, bro. Like, it's how hard is that? Oh, how yeah. hard is that to like make music that people are yeah. like, what? That's tough. And like, good, good, bad, or ugly, whatever it is, at least it's different. At least right. it's like you're pushing some sort of envelope. So, and then he was, leaves next week to record with the dude mm-hmm. from Crime and Serial, right? Yeah, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I haven't heard all of it, but I think it's going to be more in tune to like what he just dropped, where it's like, let's keep getting, you know, less predictable. Let's keep getting. Love that. So, you write, so I don't really know much about you, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that you, well, why, well, you know, gather around. I know that you do gather quiet round. country and I know that stuff, but you also, you work at, a, you have a studio? Yes. Yeah. So I started a studio in 2010. Yeah. Um, as like a to counteract having children and wanting to itch the scratch of music, sure, but sure, not sure. being able to like, I couldn't tour anymore. I shouldn't say couldn't. Didn't want to tour anymore. Who does? Didn't want oh. to do the band anymore. <laughs> it was just I was in bands. My first band, I put out my first record when I was 11. And you're what, 15 now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live fucking much. Uh, 35. 35. So, yeah, it's been any memory of my life involves me, you know, my first full length I put out, I was 12. Wow. So, um, yeah, just always in bands up until like 22, 23 is when I was, I've kind of transitioned to the studio, got a degree in recording and engineering and then like put all my focus into that. So this might be a dumb question and we can address that it's a dumb question, but like, cause I don't really have any experience with music and that, but is, is going to, cause you said, um, 
like Mike is going to record with a different person. Mm-hmm. Is that like the same? Does it feel weird that they're not going to record with you again? Because like it's like when I go to a different barber, it feels weird <laughs> that I'm going to. That's a, yeah. Well, you know, it feels dude, odd. Is that a thing that happens in the music world, or is that just kind of commonplace because everyone's a bit different? I think it happens with people like me. Like I'm an engineer, sure. you know, and I think it happens more with me. I like to foster an environment where like. I try to insert myself as the extra member of the group. And like, I don't, I always try to do something different because everybody and every project's different, but I don't dude, whatever's best for you. It's all straight up love from like the way that I approach it. Some people are very like possessive. Like, how dare you? How could you, you know? I mean, dude, we, me and him just recorded everything he's ever released except for like this one record. And good. Like, dude, I'm stoked. Right. I'm legitimately stoked. Like, I know what I can do with them, and I know yeah. what we do together. What do you do yeah. with somebody? Right, like, you did this part cool. with them, and it's like, all right, now let's see. Keep going, dude. Because, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian. I do that stuff, but it's like the different clubs that I go to <laughs> or the different things that I do doesn't have the same feeling. Because, like, a comedy club to a comedy club to a comedy club is all going to be about the same. Sure. Whereas I think when you're recording... Super intimate, man. It's 10-hour days, 11-hour yeah. days. It's just a little room. You guys are... Like that, you know, yeah. and, and then when you get into mixing, it's like the constant communication of like bass drum up, kick drum, you know, whatever. And, like, it's, and it's infuriating because a lot of times you have honestly no idea. Like for me specifically, I'll be like, whatever you think sounds good because my ears are shot. <laughs> yeah. I, I got nothing yeah. left. Like it's well, been that's... a very long time and I, my ears are done. I have tinnitus too. So yeah. it's like, oh, what? So how do you think the drums sound? Great over the ringing because that's all I have here right now, you know. So, but uh, and there's and that, there's like benefits and cons to it all, you know. There's artists who I work with where like, um, shout out Johnny and the Man Kids, John Marciniak is the singer and songwriter of that band, and the yeah. people that are in that band understand that it's his vision, vision that he wrote the songs, and when John goes like that's not right. There's no like egos, and there's no. It's like okay, it's what, just that, yeah. And so, but sometimes there is. Sometimes sure. it's like my fucking solo I wrote is the dopest solo, and it is exactly. going on there. It's like you know, are you? It, so there, it, there's like there can be conflict and everything, sure. but um, it's cool. I like the artistic license of what you said, where it's like do your thing. Well, and yeah, and I and then I just you know like again insert myself as an extra member and just kind of go like if this was my band, how would I want it to sound? And sometimes I fucking miss, and sometimes yeah. I kill it, and you that know. Happens. And, uh, yeah, but I just, I, again, like the way, and like you've worked with me before, but the way that I handle it and you've worked with a lot of studios, but, um, yeah, my, my approach to it, I just, I didn't like the possessive shit that I'd ever dealt with. And like, you know, like I recorded with people my whole life. And then when it came my turn to like drive the, you know, drive the ship, it was like, I just try, I never forgot all the things I hated, made a promise to never do those and just tried to foster like just a super creative and like comfortable you know like i never like you said when um your friend wasn't happy with yeah that, like i'll i'll it's not like a money thing i'll go far beyond whatever the budget is just to make sure that i don't i don't ever want to hear that like, yeah i don't want people to feel that way yeah, sure. that's, and i've i have recorded with people as favors and that have like they haven't in, they envision it in their mind of how they want to do it yeah and how it's like they would like it to come out and some of those records never got released. Right. So, and I have some of that stuff and I'm like, it sounds good. And it's like, well, it's just not what, where I wanted it to go. It's not, it didn't come out the way I expected it to, or I envisioned it. So, because when, when you're in a band and you're like writing, not everybody pre-pros, but a lot of the older adult musicians do. So they'll record it like my rig. 
Yeah. You know, we'll we'll record everything and we'll listen to it a thousand times and be to. like, change it. Change this part here or this is perfect, right. but it's missing something or this, that, and the other, whatever. Well, it's, the same, it's the same like when I like when I'll record the jokes that I'm doing at mics and like at shows and stuff before I've recorded to put it out because right. it's just like it you know, you just you hear it and you're like, Oh wait, let me just tweak that, let yeah. me tweak that. Exactly. Let me tweak it's that. the game footage, bro. You gotta yeah. do it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's that same mindset of like you work it, you work it, you work it, and then by the time you get to Paul or Jay or anybody else that you're recording with, yeah. you're in that this is what we're doing. We're ready to go because we we've, we've workshopped everything. Yeah. But you also have to have that constructive criticism because they're hearing the raw recording coming yeah. through the speakers as it's being done and they can tell like this just isn't working. Can we try something different? Yeah. And then they be, they they become that kind of producer, you know, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So it's like that I, dude, I you know I went to school for that for engineering, oh, did you? I don't know. and I made it through one semester. <laughs> dude, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. I, I love it. I mean, it didn't really you know my my intention was to like itch the scratch of playing in bands. It doesn't do that. Like I still want to play music, and right. I have plans to do some shit hopefully. But it's a whole de- it just like it bursts this whole other beast right. that I love. Yeah. But it's just a whole different part of my brain. And you're just you're just lucky that like you can kind of make a little bit of money while you're doing it too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's just, like I said, it's because it hasn't been, and I often wonder that, like, it's never been my full career. And as cool as that would be in my head, I almost wonder too sometimes, like, if this is all I did, would, it, would I get jaded and shit, you know? Like, I love it because it's like a, a break from the the daily shit. Yeah, like the other job. Yeah. yeah. And I love, but I like love my other job. So right. it's just, it's all good. All right. Yeah, I, I could see that. Have there, been, have there ever been any times where, like, you're going in to record with somebody and they have an idea in their head and then it's completely different by the end of it. Just from like in the recording, you're like, wait, let's just, and yeah, it's well, just it like did. the original vision is not actually what came out, but they're still stoked on it. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it depends if they want to be produced or not. So it's all, it's uh, all an ego game, man. It yeah. all just comes down to like, if you come in thinking like this song's done, it's a fucking hit and that's the way it is. Yeah. And maybe, probably not. You right, know, like right. the reason you came to me is because of shit you heard I did that you liked. Yeah. So if you come in here and you try to just force down my throat what you like, and that's it, I'll give it to you. But like, sure. you're probably gonna leave not stoked because I didn't put my touch. Like I didn't do my thing. Right. You, know? you so, just you came here and you recorded something, and now it's done. And like, yeah. if that's what you want, great. But like, you know, a lot of the it, again with like the vision thing, it's e- it's easier said than done, man. It's it's. And I've learned that over the years and like watching yeah. people because I've, I've definitely gotten like my wheels stuck in the mud with bands before where it's like early on it would be like I know and I'd say it all to I'm just I'm super honest it's like dude I know this isn't right I just I also don't know like what it needs I can't like, right. put my finger on it but right. I know that like this isn't it and that's where I'll kind of like turn the clock off like money wise and be like so what do we what do we like doing? I've said to bands like yeah. I don't want like why even record this you know with me maybe I'm like the wrong guy like you know. Sure. Just self-identifying that stuff. So sure. it's like, dude, again, starting off a lifetime of playing in bands, I know how hard every single dollar was to earn. Oh, yeah. Through shows sure. and shit. Sure. So the yeah. last fucking thing I'm going to do as I get older is be like, give me, give me, give me. But right. it's also, it's... Like, I know that shit was impossible for you to muster up the money to come to me. Yeah. And I have the utmost respect for everybody that walks through the door. Right. And like, yeah. that does not, I never forget that. that but is. also to have that mentality and to just be like, hey, just you came to me, we're trying. Yeah. It's just not working. And for you to be able to be like, hey, it's no harm done. Like, if you want to go somewhere else or like, we we want to just stop now, we can just stop now. That's it. Like, let bygones be bygones. (laughs) Well, we can try again next time kind of thing, you know. And I never burn any bridges. Like, dude, we're awesome. Yeah. Because 
Because that, again, it falls back to like, I, I recorded with a bunch of people when I was younger and I, there was, it's just, I never let go of the things that I hated. Right. And that was like one of the things, like when you're trapped and you're in there, it is a, like a trap feeling where you're like, dude, we spend all of our money, spend all of our time. We can't go anywhere else because we have no money to go anywhere right. else. But fuck this, dude. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> but what do you, what do, you do? You, you know, can, so it's like, yeah. what, can, so what can I do to alleviate that while still keeping the lights on? I mean, dude, right. yeah. the shit's not free. You know, I had, also, I had to earn it myself. So like, I don't just give stuff away. But at the same time, I'm not here to like rob anybody. So it's, a, it's just a constant yeah. psychological yeah. balance of like, is this working or not? You know, and reading the room. And well, and hopefully like the band too is also like, aware you know they're just like you know what this sometimes, isn't actually yeah sometimes. obviously there's probably moments where it's just like <laughs> sometimes people are fucking dude. like yeah. yes and i'm like yeah turn around like oh my god <laughs> all right bro <laughs> <laughs> like and it's that kinda- and you know so th- luckily i don't have to do that as much anymore but there was definitely like keep the lights on projects where it's like i'm recording shit and it's like Nobody, yeah. nobody wants to listen it's to the this. Grind. <laughs> nobody, it's the grind. Nobody wants to hear I've this. I've done shows to rooms of two people, yep. and they don't laugh. So have I. <laughs> so have I. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So have I. I've man. done shows to nobody mm-hmm. in Scranton, California. Yeah. Name, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Been there, bro. That's wild. So uh, you got any stories for us? Some road stories? Oh, some road stories. Honestly, it doesn't need to just be like, road stories. It can be anything that you think is interesting, funny, shitty, well, I was just Crazy. talking. I was talking the other day about like somebody was asking me that I work with about touring and stuff because they're not musicians. Yeah, and uh, like one of the funny things I was thinking about was like, dude. So I'm fucking older than a lot of people that that I'm like. That's the weird thing. Like when I did the studio, right? Like when I was in. I mean, I think you re- you would remember but, like believing you and like all that shit. Right. Like, dude, we'd sell out Icon and we would sell out Showplace and we'd be like, not just us, but like the scene, right? Yeah, we're the fucking top of the world. Two years strong back. Two years later, like year and a half, I'm like recording bands, and it's like you never played music, bitch. It's like, dude, dude, a week ago I was in a band. What do you mean? No, like so coming coming to grips with that. But it was just funny back when I used to tour, dude. It was like I started touring two thousand like two, two thousand three. Like the day I got my license, we played in Michigan. Just like booked a show, go, and uh, dude, everything was atlases, bro. No smartphones, no computers. Like we had cell phones, but they didn't do shit. And, like, I don't know how we ever played a show. I don't know how we got to one. We did the whole U.S. with a, pa- a piece of paper That's of the United States. Just yeah. being like, dude, I, I remember it would be like, we'd wake up and be like, where are we going? And we'd be in Arizona, like, going to Texas. We'd be like, all right, which, that way? Which way is Texas? <laughs> just straight up. we just go. Yeah. And then once we got within vicinity, we'd just be like, hmm, uh, okay, a Zoomies. Yeah, okay, a mall. Let's go yeah. to the hot topic and just literally go like, do you know where this place is? Yeah. We're supposed to play there. Right. <laughs> that was that was our Google Maps. Right. That's <laughs> wild. Human interaction and just like, yeah, using an atlas. And I don't know, like, that, but it wasn't stressful because there was no GPS. It didn't fucking exist. Right. So there was no like, man, we need to get one of those. Right. It was just it was like, just, all right. <laughs> like, like you on a tour, right? Yeah. Like get the Atlas out, bro. And figure was it no, out. There was here's nothing the worse than when we would tour and I had, you know, one of the, like the early GPSs. So they were the big blocky ones. <laughs> and like, we'd be getting ready. Dude, the full US we did. We, that, we used my parents. It wasn't even mine. I didn't even own one. It was my parents. And I was like, all right, we need to prepare for this. Like. I don't know if it has everything in it. And <laughs> so I had to like go online, download the updated thing, plug it in, right. do the whole thing, and then pray the oh, street that you were going down. Yeah. And then you're it. like, and then it's like, all right, you're going to go through uh, Canada back to New York. And you're like, does this, oh, this doesn't Canada? have Canada in it? <laughs> yeah. So then you're right. like, 
Everybody whip out your phones, screenshots, all that shit. Yeah. So I could never imagine having to use an atlas, dude. Atlas is, dude. And then at the end of my time, which was like 2007-ish, 2008, um, Panera Bread had Wi-Fi. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So then we go in and we'd be like, all right, dog. You know, and fire up MathQuest and print out from Panera Bread to the venue which, like, again, if you miss a street, it'd be right. like, all right, where are we now? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Did you, you turn just left? walk in with your printer. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, go three miles down Johnson Street. It'd be like, has it been three miles? Like, I don't know. It's yeah. been like 45 minutes. Like, all right, maybe. Yeah, probably. All right, we probably missed it. Where are we now? Right, you're know. just checking the odometer for the miles. <laughs> dude, that was like it. that with, like, the dude in the front seat. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a trip man, back then, man. And there was just, like, nothing to do. You just, like, look out the fucking window. Right. Like, I can't imagine. It's crazy with, like, analytics, with, like, Bandcamp and being like, like, dude, we would just call. So when I was in high school, my senior year, uh, I was in this web class that was, like, the first year of it. And the teacher uh, was this, this chick, Miss Giambra. And she comes in, she's like, hey, and, you know, like, getting to know her or whatever. She's like, yeah, so I worked for Metal Blade Records for 12 years. <laughs> and I used to tour with Cannibal Corpse. I was oh like, oh, no God. fucking way. So then I started, you know, we, we became close and I was like, yeah, you know, my band and stuff. So she's like, all right, fuck the web stuff. Like I'm gonna throw it out the window. She's like, if you want me to give you a passing grade, I need you to book a two week tour. You have the rest of the semester, like the last part of the year to do it. And then right as high school ends, you got to go out for two weeks and you're going to book it like during my class while all the other kids are working on like web shit. That's kind of sick. Which is cool, like, like, cool yeah. as hell. You're like, yep. Okay. Something you were actually <laughs> yeah. like really wanted to do. She was like, yeah, she was the best. She would try to help us with like press and like whatever she could and, um. But it was just the phone book. And, and, like I would look at Cleveland and just call a bar and be like, "Do you have bands play at?" And it's, you know, it's some asshole like drying a glass. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, sure. And be like, "How about Wednesday?" Be like, "Yeah, okay." So like, dude, back then there's no fucking internet, so you just show up and be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I hope it exists. I hope it exists. I right. hope you right. like the amount like with the one sleepaway tour we showed up and they wrote Fleep away with an F." It's like sleep away. <laughs> I love that. It's like you don't even fucking also it. shout out sleep away, dude. Yes, yeah. Actually, that show we saw, <laughs> we saw the sign. Everybody was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, we're out of here, <laughs> out of here. And these chicks were walking in. We're like, "Hey, were you gonna come to the show?" And they were like, "Yeah, there's some bands playing." We're like, "Yeah, we're we're not playing. Where do you live? Can we just party at your house?" Yeah, sure. And we just went back to her their house and partied until her dad came home. And her dad got pissed off and kicked us out. Fair and that enough. was in uh, that was in Detroit. Shout out Detroit, dude. There's a tour. There's a story. Like I'll just I'll just riff. I guess. Go ahead. So there's Whatever a story. So man. we're at this party, and you know it's a party, and you're 19, so it's just crazy. And then the dad comes home, like wife beater, pickup truck, fucking what the fuck you did? You like, like yeah. all right, we're gone, man. We're gone. We don't belong here. So we had uh <laughs> we we had um I think a six pack of like Smirnoff or something because we're idiots. And it was in glass bottles. And we were going from Detroit. We were like, oh, let's cut through Canada because it shaves off an hour to get back to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So we're driving. And our trailer, so we had an old van. And the hitch was all rusty. And like a normal hitch, this hitch came straight out. Normally a hitch comes out and like dips down. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was like our van was like this. And our trailer was like this the whole time we were driving. Oh. So the weight was all fucked up. And the leaf springs that like held up the wheels broke like four days before, and we were like, "Why did that happen?" (laughs) 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 On one side though, so we get it fixed, and then we're like, "All right, let's go home." And we're driving, and the singer's driving like a the singer is driving like an asshole, and we're all yelling at him like, "Slow down!" Because there's all these potholes, and you're like, "I know what I'm doing." Bam! 
other side blows out right in front of the police station. Oh, Pull man. into the police station. We go in and tell them. We're like, dude, we're not even from here. The whole thing. Like, yeah, we got to go yeah. back to Buffalo. And it was a Friday. And she's like, okay, you can leave it here for the weekend. Uh, but on Monday, like, I'm going to get it towed. And I was like, okay. So I'd go home, wake my stepdad up. When we got home, he got in his truck, drove back to Detroit with me, fixed it in the parking lot, and then drove us. Just a nightmare. But anyways, what? so we drop off the trailer. We fill our van with all of the shit that we care about or like we can right and sleep away took some stuff and they were like all right you know see you later they take off and we go up to the border so we see the border and it's like kind of an l shape and we're on this little bridge and we see it and like when we pull up i'm driving and my friend mark was next to me and he had a laptop out and i heard like the bottles clink from the smirnoff we were all 19 he's just kids and i was like oh we're all gonna get fucked. We're gonna go to jail. You're gonna get arrested. We're gonna get arrested. Like they're, <laughs> they're not even yeah, like, for <laughs> So they're not even open. It's a fresh right. six pack. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I was like, okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump out. We're gonna leave them on this bridge, and then we're gonna go up to the border. Yeah, because they don't have cameras. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Not easily. And also, people just jumping out and of also, the car and leaving a box <laughs> isn't suspicious at all. And also, so it's me, the drummer. He's yeah. on a laptop, and then. All the merch, all the guitars, all the amps, all the way to the very back bench of which there was a 15 passenger Ford. So it's like a mile back there. And then it's my singer who's drunk and the other singer who's drunk. And they're just being like fucking idiots. So we drop off the Smirnoff, get back in. I start driving. Dude, we roll up immediately. 10 dudes, flashlights, screaming, park the fucking van. <laughs> park. Yeah, because they <laughs> think you left a bomb on the side yeah. of the road. Still didn't click <laughs> at that point. We're still like, <laughs> just, oh. So I so I stop and the my the one singer who's in the back he's like fuck this guy just keep going I was like dude it's the border where am I gonna yeah. go dude he's like fuck the police I was like dude don't please do not like please <laughs> please do not do this right now they're the Mounties up here yeah man. like dude we I just I, like the trailer just broke it's the end right, of this yeah. tour like I, I we're I, we're on our way home bro please please. So they come up and they start screaming at him like, "Get off your fucking laptop! What is that for? What are you programming over there?" And it doesn't. There's no Wi-Fi. It doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> like he's you know he's got like Microsoft Paint open. <laughs> he's like scribbling <laughs> pictures. So he like puts it's it like away. A dick. Yeah, like <laughs> so stupid. And they, but we're freaking out. You know, my heart's like pumping. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like, Is there anybody else in here? I was like, Uh, oh, I thought you're like, yeah, they're but they're in the back and there's all this shit. He's like, All right, show me what's up. Go to the side, open up the like back hatch, and it's just a bench with like two idiot drunk heads sitting there. Like, hey, what's up, man? And the guy was like, "Fuck the police!" Just fucking mean mugging him, staring <laughs> him down. I was like, dude, please do not, please. And then they're like, "What is this? Like, what is all this shit? Get it out!" And I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, son of a bitch!" So we start, we open it up, and we start taking out like, our suitcases and the merch. They get bored. They're yeah. just like, all right, this is stupid. They're not doing anything. And they, finally, he's like, would you leave on the fucking bridge? And I was like, oh, is that what this is all about? I'm like, oh, dude, it's some Smirnoffs because we're underage and I didn't want to have him. He's like, right. we wouldn't. He's like, do you know how much more trouble you like you caused because yeah. you did that? Like, we would have never known. Jesus. And I was like, all right. He's like, load it back up. Go back home. I was like, all right. Oh, my God. I'll offer but some yeah. fucking ices. <laughs> like, we didn't even drink. Yeah. Like We went to this party. The dad showed up. We left, and they were just clinking in the back. Yeah. How funny dude, would dude. it have been if they went over to pick up the box, and they like pulled one out, and they're like, you got to chug it. Get on a knee. Like, dude. I also, like, I also like that you went 
Wait, so this was all from that venue that said Fleep Away? Yeah, yeah. Right. So you went to the venue. It said Fleep Away. You said fuck that. Went to this girl's house and on the way decided to buy a six pack of Smirnoff <laughs> ice. Because you, like, you were like, can we party at your place? <laughs> Smirnoff. We'll bring the Smirnoff. We'll bring the sp- no Natty hey, Daddies. No PBR. Bro, no 2005. No dude. Bud Heavies. 2005. Smirnoff bro. ice. Things also, were, underage. As much sugar as possible in that of malt course. liquor. The dad probably came home and was like, oh, there's a cool party. Who brought the fucking <laughs> That's get why out? he was pissed. Yeah. That's why he was like, get out. Get, get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so it's pretty funny. A uh, guy that I worked with at a company that I used to work at was obsessed uh, with ice and, and electrical, <laughs> and uh, and in the electrical union, um, he so he work he lives in Canada, but he lives or he works here. Well, not anymore. The one time he got a DUI because he was coming back to America and he was drunk, and pulled over at the border and was like, "My car's really messy. I don't want them to like." I don't know. I, if they're going to search it, I'd like it to be clean. So he gets out of his car and he's just cleaning his car. Turns around and there are six dudes with their guns Dude, drawn. The border's weird. What bro. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You so don't... he got a DUI. He, they were like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just cleaning my car. It was a little messy. And they're like, at the border? What are you <laughs> thinking? And he's like, well, blah, blah. And they're like, have you been drinking? He's like, I had a few. And they're like, okay, this explains a lot. You're under arrest. Like then, so he had to quit his job or whatever. But yeah, that's insane. Borders are a trip. That's yeah. You don't mess around. Yeah, no. That's the one place you don't mess. Especially after like all the shit that's happened over the years. Anything. Another another crazy border story. Now we're talking about. So we were uh, in, we were in L.A. and we were going to play in Tijuana. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible border, (laughs) dude. (laughs) That's a terrible crossing. I've heard so many horror stories from just that specific crossing. One hundred percent. So. We were with this band, uh, Sinking Ships, and this band, Hour of the Wolf. Shout out, both dope, dope bands. Um, and we had a translator, like liaison dude. He was a school teacher in Mexico, and he booked like he tried like tried to be a promoter. Yeah. So he came over first, met up with us, and was like, "So I got all the shit you guys need. I'll handle the border people. Sure. Like I'll we'll sure. do it for you." We're like, okay, cool. So the drummer and the bass player, the one band, are like, we're walking over because we want to go see what's up in Mexico. We're fucking living it up. Like, okay. So they walk over. We take two vans over. And like my grandma at this point, my grandma called me like three, four days before and was like, I know you're going there and they're cutting cops heads off. And it's, it, was, it was like real bad then. Yeah, the cartel was getting crazy. At yeah, it was like half yeah. the police force was cartel and half right. wasn't. Like it was just fucking dark. So uh, the ride there was so like, all right, you know, like, everybody cool like pack we're making packs of like we're not gonna drink we're not gonna eat we're gonna get in we're gonna get out we're not gonna do anything crazy we're just gonna fucking do our thing we're gonna leave we want to survive this right like yeah so get to the border they the van ahead of us and then us they go up they tell them to stop they hit the gas go up like 10 feet (laughs) they go up scream in their fucking face pull open this wooden door and cut and go like get the fuck out like yeah. we made it ten feet, and they're like, "Nope, nope, not even gonna deal with your ass." So the school teacher dude was like, "All right, there's another border, like ten, fifteen minutes that way. It's way like way less busy. We'll just go to that. It'll be fine." I'm like, okay, so you go to that one, and uh, we we pull in, and of course they're like, "All right, we're gonna search you, motherfuckers. Go in the yeah. back." So we go in the back, and all we heard was like, "Dude, they again, it's like it's fucked up, dude. Like they'll." handcuff you take your wallet take all your cash take the cuffs off and be like get out of here yeah like that legit is a because yeah, they're all it's just a con- yeah. so like you, we were we really were on alert of like okay let's try to be cool but when they see all this shit we have like, yeah not good 
So we pull, we pull in and we're parked and it's like sunset. It's like dusk. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be here when it's dark. Like this is getting fucking sketchy. So they look in our vans and they're like, all right, open them up. And I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So they start looking. This guy pulls in next to us that they pull. <laughs> dude, swear to God. He, they're like, all right, pop your trunk, bro. Pops his trunk. And I'm standing like 10 feet away. All hams. Wrapped hams. <laughs> like dude, meat. They pile on this guy. Like, on the ground, on the fucking ground. <laughs> so I was like, get out of here, get out of here. You're just like, in the way. Huh? Yeah, I'm like, all right, dope, thanks, bro. Shout so out. we leave. Shout out to the ham man. Dude, Shout out to Don't ham fuck guy. with hams, bro. <laughs> Do not take hams across the, the Mexican border. So we leave, and like, dude, I'm, you know, a little white, little white guy growing up in the burbs yeah. my whole life. I'm yeah. seeing the fucking world for the first time. Yeah. We pull out of there, we're driving, and like, one thing I'll never forget, we got to a spot where we had to make a left. It was dark enough where our headlights were like lighting shit up, and right in front of us was just like seven to eight Mexican dudes, two burn barrels. They're all holding rifles in one hand and a beer in the other, and I was just like, "Yo, it is real. <laughs> it is fucking." <laughs> and we're gonna make a little Tarantino out today. here, yeah. Like, oh my god. So we get to the show, and uh, it's like everything's cool. <laughs> hell bent on playing this show, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, just we hell bent. Another the show. show. Dude, you know, gotta play the we're show. Going. Jesus, we're dude. going. <laughs> So we get oh there. They didn't write Fleep Away. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. <laughs> they spelled it correct. So it's like a VFW hall. And it was, it was cool. And uh, so we get there. And the two dudes who walked over still aren't there. And we're like, well, that's weird. They left like hours ago. Like, they right. should be here by now. So we're like, all right, remember? Like, don't eat, don't drink. We're like, okay, yeah, we got bottles of water. We got bottles of water. So we kind of, you know, you do the like tour thing where you just kind of like every moseys around and like scope shit out. Mm-hmm. One dude in the other bank turns the corner and he's got two six packs of Soul beer. He's like, "Bro, dude, like, our money's worth so much here. Both of these, <laughs> <laughs> both, like, both of these were three dollars a piece. That's, that's, that's twelve beers for six bucks. The gas station's got a bunch of them. You gotta go. We're like, we gotta go. So we go, <laughs> go in this gas station for rabid dogs packed, immediately. Packed out the window. No dude, drinking yeah, out the window immediately. The second we get there, all that shit." gone <laughs> open up the thing dude four rabid dogs are just in the gas station like growling at you and i'm like where uh, okay, am no, okay. i buy this back buy this gas station completely out because we've you know 20 bucks right yeah. that's the whole stock that's, so that's we fucking, they've got. we load up we go back as i'm walking back i see half of my band half another band a guy pushes up uh, he's got a food cart he's got like four fingers the fingers he's missing i have like black nubs and he's got like roller dogs wrapped in bacon and they're just like you gotta try it. <laughs> like, oh God. Drink shit's gone. Food shit's gone. No so, drinking. Gone. So now Street we're drinking beers. In. Yeah, now it's in. Everybody's in. So we're like, oh, these look delicious. So we're pounding these things. We're like fucking around with the vendor. Down the street comes the two dudes who walked over. The drummer of this band, black eye, shirts ripped. The other guy he's with, it was his bass player. He's just fucking pissed. We're like, dude, what like what's good? What happened? They walk over, they go to a strip club. He gets like hammered as he can, starts feeling chicks up. They fucking beat his ass up, throw him out. Jesus. They're walking out, and this dude, the other dude with him was sober, and he's just like, Can we go to the show, please? Like, can right. we, like, you know, you got to have a partner in crime, but like, can we go play the music like we're supposed to? And while they're walking back, the cops stop him, and they're like, they just go, like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Fuck you, I'm American. I don't have to listen to you, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Drops him immediately, takes all his money, like beats him up, and the what other friends idiot. just stand in there. Yeah, like idiots. But so then we yeah, we played the show and um show went really well. Everybody's like singing along, which is cool. Another That's one, awesome. you know. And uh 
everything from there on out was pretty nice. But so then we leave, and what's crazy about that border, dude, is it's I think it's 16 lanes in and out. It's like yeah. 32 lanes. Holy shit. And people live, like a lot of people live on the way from Mexico back to America. They just take like corrugated steel sheets and like plywood and they'll build a little hut and they'll yeah. make shit and they'll sell shit. So we're coming back and uh I see the band is in front of us. The singer jumps out and he starts like running across traffic to like go shopping. Yeah. And we're like, can we please right. get out of here? He turns around. He's like, bros, bros. <laughs> and he's got a shield in one hand and a fucking giant blanket in the other hand. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, All right, get, come on. <laughs> on his way back, hits another vendor who's trying to sell shit. And all we see is like, so then he like blanket 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 hands him the shit he just bought raises those up like yeah like he's bartering on the way back we're just like dude get in the fucking van they're like the they're like the mexican blankets right yeah yeah yeah. 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 they're cool but it's like dude but they're like super itchy and uncomfortable and And like shitty it's like dude you're buying a sword right now and a shield like please (laughs) uh, the other crazy thing it's pretty sad but so there's all these billboards there for like this hand disease i guess where like people's fingers rot so, so the dude with the hot dogs and bacon. 100%, yeah. yeah, easily, and I'm eating it. And he so, was, yeah, no, <laughs> no gloves. Easily. What could be, what happened to your fingers? It was just that kid shit of like. You're eating them. We had a whole plan and everything got thrown out. We were just like crying, laughing, thinking like, we, right. we were talking about while it's happening. Like, remember what we said? <laughs> we weren't going to eat. And uh, so, you know, the remember the old van windows where you had to like. They had these little black things that and you they like, just like punched yeah, out. Yeah, like bit. punched out. Yeah. yeah. So our van had that and they were punched out. And dude, I will never forget. I'm in the back bench. I got my boy next to me. Two people are driving. I'm looking and I look over and I just see like nubs. Yeah, like black nubs. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, dude. what do I do? What do I do? They're like, <laughs> they're like, close the window. And I'm like, dude, we're going to have like black fingernubs in the van, dude. <laughs> That's insane. And, uh, and like people will like take their kid and like make them juggle for you. Like, Again, while you're just waiting to get out of the country, it's just all these people trying well, to like the make kids money. juggling while they're going through your things and stealing yeah, whatever all that they shit. can. Dude, at the show, a kid was selling roses, and I talked to the promoter guy. I was like, "Why?" It's just like six. It's yeah. a fucking hardcore show, and he's like, "Hold on a second. Looks around. He's like, "Yeah, see that kid?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Older brother. Hey, you want a rose? Take out your money." He jumps you. They both leave. He's like, "Then they go home. Probably get beat. Parents take the money." Uh, like, Dude, it's dark, bro. It's a uh, it's dark as fuck. Yeah, yeah that sucks. But yeah, we finally finally made it out with a bunch of dope merch <laughs> and a some belly full of some rotted finger shit. grub. Boy, do I know. wish you wore it here. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the poncho with the blanket. <laughs> did the street mate do anything to you? Or did not you make it out? We were on cloud nine. We, were, we could, <laughs> could not have been happier. It was you, drank like enough, the... you drank enough beer that it fucking killed anything in there. <laughs> We have so much money. Oh my god, our money's worth so <laughs> much here, dude. dude. That's amazing. And uh, all of us were like, "Re," because dude, you know how broke you are on tour. Yeah, we we're all like, yeah, "Really? Like, what else <laughs> you, do they like, sell?" Half the time, you don't even like, have chocolate five cake bucks in there. Day. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> how fancy can we get, man? Five bucks got me fourteen beers. Yeah, that's so funny. That's amazing. Oh man, that part. Uh, there's um, there's a comedian, Julian McCullough, who's got a really funny story about that border because he was in San Diego at the time doing spots and they wanted to just pop over the border for the day, but they kept missing the turn. They went down. He realized he didn't have his passport. So they, they let him into Mexico because they're like, that's not our problem. Like you're going to have trouble getting back. Right. And then he had absolute trouble getting back and then eventually made it through. But then at some point, I guess at the Tijuana border, when you're 
on the American side, there's like a weird turn where if you accidentally turn, you're then entering Mexico again. And he did that like twice. He just kept fucking up that turn and Dude. kept and, and they were just like, why do you keep coming back? <laughs> <laughs> well, and you, you know, we're used to the Canadian border, which yeah. is like new and like fortified and like everything's really clean it's and organized and labeled and yeah. it's all like stones. Dude, this is the wild west, but bro. The, this is 32 lanes of traffic. People roads. live there. Like people are living on the But that's on only the border. that's only the Buffalo Canadian border. Cuz out west it's like like there's a lot of like border TV shows on YouTube and stuff and I'll watch them right. just cuz they're really funny. Right. And like out in like Seattle and Vancouver, people just accidentally drive across the border <laughs> all yeah. the time and Dude. then they like they're like, "Yeah, I didn't know where the border was." And then they're like, "I smell a lot of weed in your car." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, I got two jars. Is that a problem?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking problem." That well that's the thing too. Like you said you went over in Detroit to cut that hour. We've done that as well and like it was funny though because we had never done that before, like gone into Canada just to drive through or whatever. We played Canada. We've gone to Toronto, played there or whatever. And the one time we were like, all right, we're playing in Toronto, but let's cut through here. It's going to cut so much time off. So we get to the border and the woman's like, what are you doing? Uh, we're from Buffalo. We're trying to get back to Buffalo. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, dude. Dude, we have... Every, I, we, we weren't pulling a trailer because we took out the back two seats. I built a loft. We put yep. all our shit under it, all the merch, everything. And then, like, what one of the guys is laying on the loft, you know, and it, like, the, the they didn't, no questions. Nothing. But any other time, they're like, is that a cigarette in your hand? Get <laughs> yeah. out. We need to, yeah. like, Ikea, we're searching Ikea everything. Ikea my ass. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a trip down there, man. It's so different. It's so. Like, I'm just, you know, used yeah. to the, the one border lifestyle. And, right. oh, man. <laughs> I'm so a one border guy. That yeah, yeah. was a trip, bro. Dude. Sketchy as shit. I don't know why. It's like triggering all these border memories. My my friend used to do, um, shout out Ace. Uh, he used to do tech for, like, RX Bandits. Um, oh, okay. Spill Canvas. Uh, was it? Like, Tegan and Sarah mm-hmm. or something? Like, a little chick duo. Anyways, I'm working at fucking Best Buy. He calls me. It was Warped Tour. And uh, I obviously did not go. And he's like, I, you know, it's all crazy. He's like, are you coming here? And I was like, I don't know. Why would I fucking? It's like 6 o'clock. I'm like, I'm getting out of work. Why would right. I fucking come now? Should have invited me like a week ago. <laughs> and he's like, dude, because it's the day before Canada, bro. Do you know what that means? And I was like, no. He's like, all drugs must go. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, bring me Mighty Taco. I'll take care of the rest. I was like, all right, dude. He's from New Jersey. Get Mighty. Drive all the way to fucking Darien Lake. I'm there at like 7.30, and I just drive straight up where the buses are. Mm-hmm. Nobody even looks at me. like it's Because it's over at that point. Right. So it's yeah. like, you could do whatever you want. So I go up. We get on a... He was a spill canvas. Uh, so we go on their bus. And then... I mean, this is just like... This is going to sound like some weird flex story. It's really not. It's just me, by it's just coincidence. Yeah. I'm just in there. So like, chilling with my friend. Starting line comes in. They're like, dude, like... Like my kids when they want to go to like fucking Chuck E. Cheese, they're just mm-hmm. like, "We want to smoke weed with all American rejects." Like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> so finally, it's like, "All right." So we go outside. Claudio from fucking Coheed has a DJ rig and a smoker and a fucking chef's apron on and like his hair all out, and he's just flipping burgers, making dogs. Oh, you hit the, the party! Music's jamming. Well, all the buses back up against each other. 
And then it's just the centers like where it congregates. Mm -hmm. So we finally like leave the bus and we're out there and it's dude, you're just like walk, walk. And somebody will just go like, hit, and you just hit it. Walk, walk. Like, cause (laughs) because they're going to the border in like six fucking hours. And I never get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I never did the math, but I was like, this makes all this fucking sense. Yeah. And at one point, the circle, like we started a little circle of like, okay, we got this apple, we got this bowl, like we're passing it. I remember, I don't know his name, but the singer of All American Rejects was standing next to me and I had an apple in this hand with like a joint in between my fingers and he handed me a bowl and I had like, I'm looking around the circle and it's like, like I said, like starting line, spill canvas, coheed, all like all these dudes. And I'm just, ha- I'm holding like four different weed things. Like what is go, what am I doing? Right. right. this is too much yeah it just kept going too and like the most random like cast of characters just kept like popping their heads and it's like Tim Armstrong all of a sudden was looking around like what is like why they're like you're into PCP dude (laughs) (laughs) oh no well that's kind of how it was was like is everybody getting rid of their drugs who's everybody like who's on this list (laughs) what's in this shit what does this mean yeah but it was a trip man because it was like Come to Warp Tour, and then it's just I'm on fucking Planet Zardon. <laughs> you're like <laughs> with all the- these people that it's like I listen to all your music every day. You know, you're like it was the greatest moment of my life that I cannot remember. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come drive to Darien Lake at six p.m. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was a weird one. Like, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. when when did you start, or what made you want to start like filming for like Quiet Country? Or when did that all come to fruition? Um, so, like, pretty honestly, really early on, like, I got, you know, played in bands, hated getting fucked over, and hated, like, caring the most out of everyone, to be honest with you, is how it felt. It was always, like, I'm, I'll give up everything to make this work, and it would be other, everybody else, like, had a foot half in, half out, and... yeah. So I thought, okay, if I do a studio, it's all on me. I'm, like, a hyper, like, self-motivated, self-driven person um just with everything i do so it's like if it fails that's my fault but if it succeeds it's also my fault and i won't have to like wait for approval or wait for like to do something so i started the studio and then when i started the studio i was like i don't want to you know like how does this work like if somebody wants to record with me why would they record with me and it's like i got to do cool shit yeah and it's like what's the fastest path to cool shit it's like i could hit up the bands i'm friends with and like maybe one of them pops off and then something happens. It's like, but I do know a bunch of people that are already like, like touring people like that. Yeah. It's like, so what if I just had them like stop by, film it? Like really the only thing that was going on that time that did that was like Audio Tree, but it was like right. early, early on. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, right around the same time though. Honestly, Audio yeah, it Tree had, like, it, it couldn't have been that long before you started doing it. No. And I, I kind of saw them and went like, okay, light bulb. If I do film a, sh- a <laughs> so if I film something with like Josh Scogan in the 68, yeah. Rather than it be like record a band and hope people think it's cool and hear it, this is a more guarantee. Like people will definitely hear this. Right. People will definitely check this out. Yeah, and then they'll be like, "Oh, you did that thing. I want to work." You know, like yeah. so. It's kind of like this reverse psychology of like I'll film stuff of my studio and put that out, and it, it totally worked. To be honest with you, right? It totally like I did that, and then all these people hit me up to make records until right. it was like all videos, a little bit of records, and then it eventually like, crossed and yeah. went like this. Um, but it was cool because like Deluca, Andy Deluca, shout out my my fucking dude. He went on to be like one of the biggest rock photographers on the planet. To yeah, this day. we've talked about him yeah. <laughs> on, on previous podcasts. So we'll check this out. So he, uh, it started actually with me and this guy Mike Sobieri, who's my good friend. We're eating wings at Barbell. He was a videographer, and I was like, "Dude, would you do this? Would you be into it?" And he played in bands. He was like, "Yeah, let's try it out." He kind of got burned on it after like a year or two. It was kind of like the wrong scene. He wasn't really into like the you know 
punk pop punk shit mm-hmm. that I normally did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brett Michael would help out a lot. Shout out and uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah, from Sleepaway yeah. Queen. No. Or no, not Queen. Sorry. <laughs> yes, from, 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 yes, from, from Queen. Yeah. From Freddie Mercury from, calls me up. Okay. I'm sitting there taking a shit. No. He says, "Polly, Polly boy." <laughs> Poison, Let's right? film some bands um, <laughs> from Rock of Love. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, do you know Brett Michaels? Brett Michaels, yeah, he's uh, from Rock of Love. Yeah, Poison, uh, Oxford Pennant. Brett Michael. He owns a beast. Yeah, he's one of the owners of Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called making a fucking joke, guys. <laughs> Are you a comedian? You should give it a you shot. Try it. I know, Brett I Michael. That's what the Queen thing was. Yeah. That was totally not a serious statement. So. Uh, I get him involved when I'm still doing it with Mike, and then Mike's like, dude, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I'm like, okay. And then Brett was like, yo, I got this friend. Uh, I knew his sister, but he's like, do you know uh, Andy, Like, his, her younger brother? I was like, nah, not really. He's like, yeah, he wants to like try it out. Unbeknownst to me, at this point, he's never, doesn't own a camera, says he does, never filmed anything, said he did. Dude's got one eye. <laughs> straight up straight up one well eye. i mean he has two eyes but his two eyes but it's like eight percent yeah he got really? in a yeah it was like a car accident or something and something went in his eye and it fucked it up and i that's i'm sure that's the whole totally short wrong story, story. <laughs> short story uh but you'll understand club infinity okay back parking lot yeah. remember how it was like uh it'd be like you could park here and yeah. then a grassy knoll and then you could park yeah. here in a grassy knoll it was him and uh yeah. doing donuts. I'll, I'll bleep that out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them doing donuts in the wintertime and DeLuca had a handheld camera and he was filming yeah. out the window, thought it was cool. They hit the fucking thing, camera goes straight right in his, his eye. eye. Yeah. Wow. Fucks his eye. So actually, if you look at his eye, it has like like an impact like spots almost. or yeah. something on it. So like up until that point, he had two working eyes and 100%. then yeah. he just dedicated himself to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> he committed to the bit and for, for the rest of his life now. Um, I'd love to have him on here. I got to get a hold of him. man. Good luck. My sister's cat has two eyes, but only one works. Okie doke. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> just, um, just making connections. Yeah, We're sure, sure, sure. Um, okay. But yeah. So the you, point of that story. Yeah, Deluca <laughs> didn't have a camera. So yeah, de- doesn't says he does. He shows up, um, and then we end up just like you know getting vibing really hard. Brett goes off does his thing, and then you know it was really cool because it was kind of this like I'm nobody, he's nobody. We're doing this cool thing that everybody seems to like a lot. Every time it's a weird thing too because like I did them totally for fun and just like thought they were cool and it was right. a good chance to like. Well, then didn't you hang out with like you, your band? Yeah, it would just be like I don't know because again I was out of the scene. Well, for, that's like, how three, I got to years. know you. I didn't yeah. know you before that, but yeah. didn't you actually end up getting like like setting something up with Absolute Punk to like kind of feature you? Day one. So we did the first yeah. five we did in that was Penamento. Uh, we released it like June second, two thousand eleven, I think. Uh, the first one, and then that day, uh, this actually this dude Zach Zarillo, property of Zach. Yeah, yeah, property um, of Zach. I remember. I don't know how he got Shout my phone Zach. number. Calls me like I drop it at ten. Dude, phone rings at eleven, and he's just like, "What's up? My name's Zach. I want to buy this. Like, yeah. I want it." And I was like, "Uh, okay, sure." And he was like vibing with Absolute Punk super hard. Right. Me and him kind of didn't really get along because he wanted me to just give him all the content with like no nothing in return. And it was like, well, dude, all this shit still costs money. Like, mm-hmm. I still bought all this gear. And right. with all my time, you got to give me something. He's like, it'll be promotion. I'm like, for what? Like, I'm giving you the videos. Yeah. Like, I, if you're if it's on my channel and you're growing my channel, sure. But so then I formed a relationship with Absolute Punk. And then, yeah, they were Absolute Punk exclusives. Uh, for the first 24 hours, they'd be the top host for, like, two years or three years. And that was super cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it eventually just grew into this thing where, like, Andy went with Made Violent. He went on tour. And he got super successful. And... I just kept making records, and it just kind of like we took out. him on his first tour, and he told me 
while he was on tour with, I've talked about this on previous episode, but while he was out with Five Seconds of Summer, I reached out to him. I was like, dude, because I saw uh, he had Twitter fan clubs for him. Oh, he's yeah. got Twitter, in Instagram. States. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. Dude, his but shoes has an Instagram. There's an Andy DeLuca shoes Instagram. That, that's <laughs> with, crazy. With more followers. <laughs> <laughs> dude, there's like food he's eaten that people pick out of the garbage. It's fucked yeah, up. Yeah. It's really fucked well, up. Well, so he told me, I reached out to him. I was like, dude, I'm so stoked to see everything. And mm-hmm. he was like, dude, like, I cannot thank the traditional enough. He's like, that tour was amazing. We blew our transmission on that tour. But he was like, it was amazing. It was so much fun. It made me really want to do this. He's like, the second tour he did. Oh, yeah. He said, if I did that first, would have stopped. Like, the day bad. I got back, I would have been done. That was bad. Never would have done it again. He's like, you guys made it fun and made me see what it really could be and how enjoyable it could be. I owe it to you guys because I stuck with it, and now look at where I'm at. Yeah. So, yeah, really fucking cool. Yeah, and it was cool because we just like helped each other. Like, I would basically I would book these things with like you know mid level <clears throat> indie bands, and then he would like we did a Captain We're Sinking session, and then afterwards it was just like, do you guys need promos? Like, sure, you want to shoot some, and then that month, that next month, the photo we took in like my backyard in Alden yeah. was in Alternative Press right. as like their cover spread thing. Yeah. So like it just it was just this natural thing of like we just were fucking best friends and I thought I had fun he had fun it was there was no like like world takeover vision it was just like this is cool well, let's fuck around and see what happens yeah. yeah and it just ended up growing into a cool thing yeah um and then the studio stuff took over and then I just kind of like I said he moved on and uh, it took a while until I was like into doing it again because like I said we we just got to such a good place and I wasn't like but like dude when he left it's like I'm gonna go two or five seconds right. summer it's like yeah bro. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, you're taking ya. private jets? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, enjoy life, yeah. dude. I'm fucking stoked for you. But then it was, and uh, so many people would ask me, like, that was what I was going to say. It was just, I didn't, I made it for fun. I put it on the internet. I'd promote it once or twice. And, like, honestly, probably didn't watch them ever again. Or, like, would watch, go back I've and watch I've gone them. back and watched them. But, but, dude, like, recently. People come up to me and be like, they're so dope. And I'm like, they that's are. cool. I just, I... Like, I love that. I just, yeah. I didn't, it wasn't ever intentional to be this thing that, like, lasted longer. Like, you know, it was just, like, in the moment, we did it, and then I would just go do the next one. Yeah, dude, it's going to pop off again when Jen Ho gets in there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so then Brett, uh, like, long, long story arc, but then I built a new studio. So those are all at my mom's house. And then I bought a building, built a studio. It took forever. John helped me out. Shout out, John. And, um... Once we got in there, I wanted, I, I had it back. I was like, dude, I really want to do that. Like, I miss doing it. It's super oh, fun. Yeah. Um, but then I had to find another, like, Andy. I had to find another kid that was like, dude, these are free, and they kind of take a little while. But if we do a bunch of them, we get really good at it, yeah. and they're super fun, and they yeah. help. Like, I saw it blossom Andy's career, so there's no reason, like, you couldn't do the right. same thing. But we, I know, like, I knew I was starting over again. Like, a lot of the bands even, like, I did the Front Bottoms, dude. They're yeah, fucking massive that. now. Yeah. And then it was just two dudes and this shitty bass player. Yuck. Dude, the bass player. Watch the front bottoms I don't one. Like first. No, me either. Me either. There, dude, there was there was definitely political moves back then because like Zach would call me and be like, "Will you do this?" And I'd be like, "I guess so." And like I didn't. Like I said honestly, with sixty eight, it was like I heard he's cool, but like I don't I don't listen to Norma Jean. Right. Shit, yeah. so, but like people like it. He's like he's so. like like mainstream hardcore like like royalty. royalty? Yeah. <laughs> you know what For I mean? Real. Like you, you cool hear his name, you put but his no, name like, on something, and people are like, "Oh, did you hear that new song?" Which like there was only yeah. a few where it was like me. Like Captain, we're sin- and it's going to be obscure shit that probably people don't know. Like Captain, we're sinking. I loved so much, mm-hmm. and they said yes. You blew it. Said yes. Hotelier said yes. So there's definitely ones where it was just like, 
just me yeah. fanboy and super hard being like, like Let's will you come play a private show for me and I'm going to record it right. <laughs> like that's basically because like with two kids and shit my kids were young it's like I can't go to most of these shows yeah, yeah. And, that, so, and that studio it was a nice size but like when it was a nice size for like one instrument at a time when yeah. you're doing all of it it was it was it, it was like tight. took up a lot a lot more tight. room it wasn't too tight but it was like you know it was it, hard to like to figure out like similar to how you guys are like you know getting the the rhythm down and then you guys move around to not be in shock yeah man. like i yeah. didn't like we'd edit it and it'd be like it looks goofy when you see me like yeah you know like, <laughs> i don't it, it looks like i just maybe it's because it's me but i'm just looking at that then and i'm like forgetting about the music like these are to showcase the bands right so like we need to be more discreet with all this shit yeah for sure um but yeah, it was super fun, and then uh, we did a, we did some. Uh, I mean, um, I want to do more. It's just time, bro. Yeah, it's time. I feel busy that. as fuck. I feel that. But what? Uh, back, I'd love to do it again. Back to some of the touring stuff. What is like your like favorite story? Like your favorite memory from touring of everything you've done? Oh, man. There's got to be something that uh, stands out when you think like tour. This yeah. is what sold know. playing a sold out chain reaction. That's that was super dope. That's it. Uh, because I'm a drive through records kid Hell yeah. through and through. Um, which my brother didn't talk me out of that newfound glory tattoo when I was younger because it'd be <laughs> sweet to show off right now in this podcast. Uh, but he was like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we played we, again. We were on that West Coast tour, uh, and those it was all hardcore bands, and we were like, uh, like explosions in the sky. We were like this ambient kind of like space rock band with all these pedals and stuff. We play like real hardcore shows. Like right. we're on this label revelation. That's like gorilla biscuits. Okay. And shit. So like real deal, you know, two step hardcore. I'm setting up my pedals and kids every day would be like, how many two steps do you have? And I would really go like, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that means. My Four. dude, I'm sorry. You're saying words and I they're not, be, I, I'm not comprehending. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> you, you should probably just go outside and smoke a bunch of cigarettes and come yeah. back in a half hour. Cause you're not going to like this. <laughs> um, but that was a really cool challenge too, dude, to play in front of people. Like when we play shows where it was like similar bands. Cool. It makes sense. Right. But dude, when we would do hardcore tours, which for some reason we did all the time, Dude, it's it was so much to prove, and it was so much more rewarding going up there. Like when you're on stage and you're like, all these people did not come because it's like four hardcore bands and then us, which is like pretty ambient music. It's like when you go up there and you know that like most people are gonna fucking hate this. See, right. but that's that's but it, it was so motivational. I because then afterwards the people who would come up would be like, that blew my fucking mind, and it was like, bam, yeah, right. that's what I wanted. Like that's, that's why I'm here. I like a multi-genre ticket. Like I went to Outbreak Fest in Leeds in 2019, and it was you know it's like split knuckle comeback kid, fucking uh, candy, like a bunch of hardcore bands, and then it was such gold in Citizen. Yeah. And it was like, it was, you know, we would get the, you're like, you're a music person. And that's yeah. what it did. It filtered out the music people from yeah. like the like crummy hardcore kids who I was, I didn't care right. about over anyways, but it would be like, you, cause you'd see the faces like while you're playing, you'd see people just being like, fucking, right. I hate you. Like, it's I also, hate this. it's also just like a change of pace. Cause it's like, you know, it's like you have, if you have a hardcore band, hardcore band, hardcore band, right. it's just relentless beats. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. Yep. it's like, all right, let's change it up a little bit. And by the end of our set, we win a lot of people over. It was cool. I always loved how we started our set. We started our set with just a clean guitar doing two notes just going it was just this like droney hypnotic thing it's like nobody even knew that we started and in the background you heard we're gonna need a bigger boat (laughs) (laughs) but no it'd just be like he would start and then i would start and it was just this slow ride into it and the end of that song was just like crashing on shit but that as far as like my favorite uh 
tour. Like that was my favorite moment. But that I also like out of all the bands I was in, that was the best opener track because like I said, nobody knew that we started when we right. started, and I just love that. It was just like because yeah, you look awesome. around, everybody's still talking. Like we wouldn't announce it. Yeah, just every, like you think you're tuning. Like you think the dude's yeah. like getting his tone. It's or almost like an art piece at that point, you know, because yeah. you're like. You're doing something and people have no idea until they like kind of catch on and and it was instrumental. You, right. It was just an instrumental song, so like people didn't even know if it's like, is this all it is? Yeah. Is this all it's going to be? And then everything else had vocals. But um, is this explosions in the sky? Basically, like so. If people <laughs> understand, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like that more than anything. Like, which if people don't know, it's a weird reference. But um, yeah, man, that was awesome. And just I'm trying to think of like anything else, but playing sold out because like growing up on drive through. Newfound Glory starting up. All those bands right. would play. All the drive through DVDs were those bands playing at that club. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, like, I still remember that morning, like, I drove through the night to get there because, like, I wanted, like, yeah. the show's at nine and I want to yeah. get there at, like, nine in the morning. And right. Just, like, You're so stoked. Place. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't sleep that night. I watched the sunrise, like, come over the fucking coast. I was driving down the edge. I just was like, oh, I gotta fucking go. That, and I'll never remember or never forget that. I'll, I'll never remember. I'll never, never remember, remember the thing I'm about to say. Uh, the first show we ever played out of town and when we left and we got on the thruway and I put on uh, the first Limbach record as I was like coming up out of Cleveland or um, in Detroit where I was like coming up out of the thruway and like the sun was hitting and that fucking record came out. You could hear like, that clang and six, six bottles of Smirnoff in the back. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's fucking, I love my life. That's, uh, that's awesome. What's your, uh, what's your favorite opening song ever? Any band? Like you see it live. What's your number one oh, opener? Whoa, I don't know, man. It's a heavy ass question. I gotta think about that. I listen to a lot of music. Well, um, but there's gotta be one moment dude, you're I'll, at a concert and you're I'll, like, this is it. This is number one. I'll go back to what we were talking about before we started. I, dude, when uh, Etid would start with, I want to be dead, yeah. but I'm, dude, that, there was like, that one was just like, you could feel they'd it. They'd come out and you'd be like, ah, I'm gonna kill someone. Like, yeah, I'm, just, a, I'm coming out of mosh retirement. Like, dude, I'm an Etid simp. Like I will let I it's it's bad. I love that band. And when we did uh we did a documentary, the guy who started QCA with me came to me and was like, Do you want Mohawk Place was closing? Right. He's like, Do you want to do a documentary on it? I was like, dude, let's go. Hell yeah. Signed up for it, ended up being like a year process. But what we did was we filmed the last three months of shows, and in that was the E Christmas shows. Yeah. Oh and yeah. I my position, which I was like, I'm doing this, stood on stage behind the guitar cabs. So I totally got to live a fantasy of like pretty much being an Etid because I'd film like three songs and then right. my camera fucking dies or something. I just watch the show from behind, just holding cabs. it still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got the perspective of like to be them and see what they see. Right, and you, dude. And that it's was ballistic. And, and that was the year that they broke go. the stage, right? Yeah, they and broke it was the too stage, soon, so they, they had, had to, to go back it. and repair it because <laughs> they, there was a no, one more week of, of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They people fell, they br- collapsed through the stage. Yeah, it's because they, they brought had, everybody on stage. Yeah. yeah, but like to be from the perspective of what they see, it, like Mitch K, bass player. Long hair, all sweaty, and I saw him like headbanging right against the front row. And this kid opens his mouth and sticks his tongue out, and all the hairs in his mouth and all the sweat. And <laughs> so I was just, gross! But oh I'm just gosh. like, I was like, I, I, I feel you, man. I'm I get jealous. You. I get you. <laughs> I would be down there if I was you, bro. I get it. <laughs> so gross. But it was it was that filming that whole thing was a was a real like that was I'll never forget that man because it was so many bands and so many genres. Yeah. It was all these like bands in their 60s, and then like, there, I th- what was it? Such gold. Uh, traditional was in the mix. Pedimento, yeah. Uh, actually, that, that might actually be that poster might be right over there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, the Panamato show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We filmed it. We do. We film. I would get to Mohawk at like four. We'd set up all these mics and all these cameras. Yeah. And I, dude, it was, I said yes. And then I looked at the schedule and it was just real. Like that last bit was real. It was every day. Yeah. Like every no, day. Oh, yeah. Cause everybody and was trying to get kids. their farewells. I had a one year old and a three year old or four year old. And it was like, yeah. My wife, champ, lets me yeah. do all this cool shit. Everybody was trying to get their, like, their goodbye. Oh, dude. You know, their final, like, their, Chef's yeah, kiss. The very last you know. night got so crazy. Dude, when they all, everybody went into the streets and everything. Everybody like, went in the crazy. streets. Crazy. I, I had to run. I was dying. I ran to the parking garage, but there's no steps. There's yeah, no so stairs. You had to get up. I had to right? literally, yeah. I literally, the thing was like, we're going to take a picture outside. And when they said that, I looked at my dude. I'm like, I'm going to go up and try to get like an aerial. And it's in the documentary. And I was so fucking gassed when yeah. I got to the top of that. But like filmed everybody. And then we went back in and oh man, it just went on for like hours yeah. more. Yeah. And every Neil started crying. Everybody's crying. I'm like, yo, I've been here for three months. I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, wanted I said to, goodbye. Yeah, I wanted to Molotov cocktail that place when I walked out the door. I was like, I never <laughs> want to come back here. But And now it's back. And then it opened up two years later. Funniest part of all this, we spent three months <laughs> filming we spend six months after that doing interviews with bartenders and like Pete and his family and right. all this shit. We're editing it. And, and they announced it was coming back. No, we were editing it. And the dude who owns the place next door, Electric Avenue, yeah. sends me an email and is like, yo, dude, got wind you're doing this Mohawk documentary. I just bought it and I want to get that place back up immediately. Like, would you want to? And dude, the whole arc of the movie was we did it like a funeral where there's yeah. like yeah. Uh, <laughs> the stages of grief and all that shit. And the whole thing was it's over. Mm -hmm. And I had to literally call him on the phone and be like, if you ruined the last year of my life, <laughs> like you cannot do this. The documentary was great too. There's, you guys, uh, thanks, you man. did it at uh, ballroom, right? Sold out Tom Ballroom. Yeah. That was just, crazy. There's yeah. an alternate ending with just Pete in a fucking coffin, just <laughs> sitting back up. <laughs> We're back. Yeah, but we did. We so and that was funny too. There was another like a lot of the shit, dude. I just I I don't know. I sign up for shit not knowing if it's gonna work mm -hmm. or not, and I just go for it. And um. That night, that we bro. That's what tour is. Yeah, you exactly. sign up I for shit it. that you don't know is going to work no out clue. or not. Yeah, no clue, uh, <laughs> dude. First full tour. The first show we went to was in Massachusetts. That we're, that's where we started the tour, which makes total sense. Yeah, let's drive thirteen hours for the first show. We get there, venue's gone, burned to rubble. <laughs> promoter oh calls God. us, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, sorry, um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that." Oh, and this so this is this is a good tour story. Back in the day, it was us in Sleepaway, and what we used to do was PayPal had a credit card, okay, mm -hmm. but it was it was fucking forever ago. So it used to take a while for the transactions to hit, and you could get the credit card, and it would eventually come out of your PayPal account. Right. But when there was no money in there, they just make it negative. We did two weeks of touring, and our whole strategy was. Everybody sign up before we leave and then just cycle through PayPal cards. Right. Because we'll just rack up thousands of dollars on them and we'll never pay it because well, that, it'll just it'll always go through and it'll never say we have right. no money because it takes too long for the transactions to process. <laughs> so we did that. We got we did we did this like free gas scam the whole time. That's and one then way some, to do it. And then somebody got <laughs> stuck with the bill at the end. I don't remember yeah. who it was, but um yeah. But yeah, so we did the we did the premiere at Town Ballroom and um which was really cool because a lot of those like you know, I got into that and like my scene and your scene there was like the E Tid and the Chris Ring. Yeah. But dude, there's 20 years before that. Oh yeah. Of all these yeah, generations. We, we of, had no idea about it. No idea. Yeah. So it was it was awesome to like yeah. learn all this shit. And I was just like total fanboy by the end of all these people and all these bands that I didn't know of. And when we did the ballroom thing, all of them are like showing up. Right. And dude, it's wild to like just in a total respect way of like, I hope you like it, man. Like I 
I hope it does justice to whatever your memories of that place right. are and whatever it holds in your heart near and dear to you. Cause I don't know, but I tried like my best. And also you're like, I'm not a filmmaker. The first uh, time ever. I, I, so I'm not, a, I, I've you know, never done this before. No, I can yeah. hold a camera. Yeah. And we, uh, we left me and me and the guy who made it. We were like, let's go get food somewhere else. Like right when the doors open, doors open, we're like, let's get out of here and we'll come back when it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we came back when it started and it was hollow. It was like the bar area inside was empty. Yeah. And when I opened the doors, like going to the venue, it was hacked, sold out. Yeah. And I was like, "This is." And a we and we had trip, so I, I worked there at the time, and we had yeah. set up chairs throughout yeah. the whole floor, so it was just like there was no and there out every tier too. Right? Yeah. there was no room for anything. And yeah, yeah, to like see all the people that I filmed watching it because yeah. I was like watching the people and like they're laughing and crying. Yeah. It was co- it was awesome, man. It was really cool. It was a problem moment for me. That's it great. It was awesome. Love that. Yeah, total like wing it. Sure. You want to make a documentary? Why not? Fuck it. What else am I doing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What else am I doing? (laughs) Wild. Well, that's about it. I appreciate you being on the podcast. uh, Do you have anything you want to plug? Any social medias? I mean, QC Audio, baby. You know, Instagram. It's really all I use because I like looking at pictures. I hate saying shit, so I don't really type much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm a simple simple man. (laughs) Yeah, I I hate social media. I wish I could eradicate it all. It's the biggest. I just want to do the fun shit. I hate the like promo right all that that's all i use instagram for is this now and i'm like it's just not my thing man i've tried to force it down my own throat for years and like get better at it yeah just it's just it's such a soul suck right it takes all the like creativeness and fun out of it but you got to do it but yeah QC Especially audio when you're running a business (laughs) (laughs) when your income is tied to it you're running a business that's literally all word of mouth 100 (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh man is it on YouTube too? Yeah, yeah, dude. The YouTube channel is popping off. Not really. Um, yeah, YouTube, Quiet Country Audio, Instagram, QC Audio. There is a Twitter, and it's just because there's a button on Instagram that you can post to Twitter. Yep. I've never used Twitter other than that. That's all you need. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hit me up, man. QCAudio.com. QCAudio.com. Let's make com. some fucking records. Let's do it. Very good. All right. John? Storytime Pod. Across all platforms, like and subscribe. Make sure you guys go out and like all of his stuff. Follow everything. Go back and watch all these uh, videos that we were talking about that he did uh, back in the day when he was at his old studio. Um, and the re- new ones. Yeah, and, and the, the new ones no. as well. Don't watch uh, the new ones. Just no. the old ones. <laughs> no, check out <laughs> the new the ones and uh, ones. comment below uh, what you think of the lighting. Uh, <laughs> I put the lights up there. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. This Appreciate is great. It. This is uh, this. We're going to have you on again because I know you have more. I didn't even get to my li- I made I a know. list. And I kept <laughs> I opening my phone. I didn't even get to it. That was just riffing. So yeah. Nice. We definitely have to have you on again. This yeah. was a lot of fun. That would so. be awesome. For Thank sure. you. At Max Kids are everywhere. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. Peace.